Mike brought us food. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. <clears throat> awesome, Mike. All right, ready? What are we on? Monger Mayhem 22. Got Mr. Ryan Lindley. That's me. With us today. Mike and his uh, Starbucks. Let me read it off. Oh, oh that was from Darlene. That's a good one, dude. This one is a... Uh, is VT Ven- Vente? I'm Venti, guessing. It's a Venti. Pumpkin. Uh, Venti. Caramel. What the hell CB? All I know is it's Venti. I don't know, bro. It's Venti. <laughs> this is like a... How many times I'm going to say This is a very complex code they have yeah, on these drinks. It's two pumps add SF. What the hell is SF? Sugar-free. Sugar-free. Simple. Two yeah. pumps peppermint with some... Take a sip. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> she, calls it, she, calls it, she calls it the nightmare before Christmas. That's awesome. So it's festive. So it's, it's the pumpkin it, spice it cold brew. Sounds festive. Yeah, yeah. Festive. <laughs> pumpkin spice cold brew. Looks like regular iced cream. coffee, though. I'm just and then two pumps peppermint. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that's the best one. I just want to know: Do people go online to like find this shit, or do they actually make it up themselves? They make it, she made that one up. She made it up. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, I wonder if peppermint would be good with pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. How do you even know that that shit exists? Like, what? You have to be a I swear it's like it's a uh, special menu, like In and Out. You know how you have that back, that secret In and Out menu that people like, don't know about. Told me There's a new menu too now. Subs. Pumpkin flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I need a sugar-free Splenda or whatever it was. I'm like, how do they even do that? Yeah. <laughs> but you can order it like at the temperatures you want too. So I want it at 66.6 degrees. Shut you know up. what I mean? No, I'm dead serious. I was looking online. For like ridiculous ones, like oh, I want it served at 120 degrees. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know about the specificity, but I know my mom will 100 percent like repeat herself four or five times when she orders her extra hot coffee. <laughs> I mean, you have to when you order a uh, laundry list drink. Oh no, it'll be like really simple. It'll be like a black coffee, but she'll be emphatically sure that the person doesn't understand what very hot means. And so she'll slowly and mildly confirm it like four or five What times. if you what if you walked up to the Starbucks and you're like, I would like a coffee. Neat. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean think about when you go in a bar, you don't at, you don't fucking order a goddamn drink that is like, oh I would like two pumps vodka, you know, ice. <laughs> Bro, you know the hipsters <laughs> in North like, Park have been doing that yes, for the last ten years. Right? Right? Like, triggered me the other day because she's I was only like an like, old picture and like like you I couldn't decipher the code. And I was like, uh I, like stumbled I'm like, uh two shots peppermint, right? Yeah. yeah and it tastes like up. do you remember uh that was a good sandwich, right? You remember, have you ever had the drink of uh, Rumplemints? Yeah. Oh, so it, yeah. like this, it just like was like I had like a Rumplemints coffee, and I was like, oh my god, it just felt like I was just chugging booze. And you just like ready wasn't to completely the... get shit faced. I sat in my car for like ten minutes, <laughs> just shaking, triggered. Wasn't nah, the nah, nah. Um, the ad for Rumplemints taste like shit? Works like magic. I swear <laughs> to God, they used to advertise in like really? magazines and shit back in the day. I used to love that saying. It was I swear fucking I used awesome. to get shit housed off that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like. <laughs> I remember we used to bring that uh, snowboarding in our Buddha bags. Right. Because it's warm, you know, there's like peppermint schnapps. Yeah. I don't know, but that it's pretty pepperminty, right? It's super, yeah, yeah it's like all mint, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those, like after dinner mints, you know what I mean? <laughs> the yeah. Andes mints. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, if Jagermeister has proved anything, it's that booze doesn't have to taste good to be successful. That's true. Oh, totally. That's true. Higher alcohol content, uh, better output. I, I have no <laughs> idea how it works, of, <laughs> the, I You'll lower your standards, raise your <laughs> average. <laughs> it's like people in their craft beers. It's like, oh, I do it for the flavor. It's like, bullshit you, dude. We're doing it to get faded, bro. <laughs> where, are these sam- where are these sandwiches from? Uh, you know, Georgia's right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. 
some good old breakfast sandwiches that Mikey brought us in. All right, so you are uh, you're doing Monger Mayhem coming up, right? That's right. How many um, meats is this for you? I think it, I think it's my fourth. I think I've done like three or four. I did a push pull or a deadlift only at some point. I, I guess I think I had like an entry or I can't remember what the deal was. Um, so the, I think this would be like my fourth meet, yeah, my fourth full power meet. Yeah. All right. So you're uh, getting pretty experienced. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty much an international elite ranked, <laughs> like offering my services and my forward thinking analysis of every part of your program. I pretty much tell Adam Adam what to do in here. Oh, yeah. Let's bring Adam up. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. We always, we always make sure he's in the podcast somehow. But yeah. then if you start talking good about him, he loves it. You know yeah, right. Hey, Adam. I mean, his, uh, yeah, I know. His uh, squat last night was, you know, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yours, your squat was beast. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that felt good. And, you know, actually, I was talking to Adam after that, and, and I was, was like, oh, was you like actually, does, oh, you actually talked with him? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, does anything feel better than just crushing a fucking huge squat, dude? And he's like, no. Yeah, you know especially I mean? the way you did it, bro. It's like, yeah, especially, so... Like, I've been lifting weights for a long time, but I haven't really been powerlifting for that long. This will be, like, almost two years to the day since my first meet. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, Mugger damn. Mayhem. All right. Yeah, and Mugger Mayhem was my first meet. Yeah, we do good meets up there, Right, so. right, right. So, <laughs> um, when I first started powerlifting, my squat was within, like, 50 pounds of my bench. Like, maybe even less, you know? And squatting just made me feel injured. I have long-ass femurs. And I just kind of always assumed that I was going to always suck at squatting. Sure. And I, like, accepted that because I have a pretty good pull. I have long arms, like. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, squats are fucking gay, whatever. I'm not going to do it. And they've, I mean, I put, like, 100 pounds on my squat. Yeah, I feel know? like that is with a lot of people, though. Don't you think, like, a lot of newer, like, let's just say, again, people have been working out, but they haven't been in powerlifting. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they come in. And, yeah, typically the squat is the lacking of the three. You know, like. I hate it. Yeah, bench is fun. Everybody wants a bench, right? It doesn't matter if you have a good bench or not. It's just that's what you, you know, you're going to be okay with it because that's what you do. And you put in the work yeah. and you put in a couple years of effort and you get to where you're actually hitting some pretty, I mean, that fucking felt amazing. Sure. You know, I, mean, my, shit, I missed I'm, 529 at my last meet. That was my all-time highest single. I did, I'm not really calling it out as a PR because, you know, Jim, not the platform or whatever, but, um, Every time I watch that video, it makes me happier. It just dominated that. Yeah. You know, that was an easy squat. I'm waiting for you to just take all my numbers off the board. <laughs> Although Charlie might do that here soon. That fat bastard. Yeah, I mean, he's got to lose 30 pounds I, first, uh, right? He can do it, though. Yeah. He fluctuates like 10 damn pounds every day. Uh-huh. Like, where are you at? He's like, oh, I'm at like 320 as he like rubs his stomach. Then the next day, he's at like, you know, 310. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder when he's going to put his shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> it turns summertime. I don't think <laughs> no. I don't think that guy will ever have a shirt on after his main lifts. You know, <laughs> I just almost expect it. Like I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes this year. Because remember last year we were all lifting underneath. Were you here when we were lifting underneath the fucking uh, heater in here? Remember yeah. <laughs> yeah. when we were training? Like, what's Charlie going to be doing? Walking around with this shirt off? Yeah, for sure. We'll just will. all stand by him. Get the <laughs> get the heat that he is. <laughs> I feel like it's once you break the suit, you know, you're playing spades. Yeah, you break right. Spades. Like once he's done, he's like shirts That's off. That's it. Shirts off. Time to, yeah. Yep. No. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's a whole whole lot of sexy, sexy big, gor- gorilla, man. big bear right there. He's a big beautiful man. Every time I bring him up in conversation, I call him Big Charlie Grimsley. I can't just call him Charlie. You yeah. know, like when I tell my wife anything, I'm like, yeah, Big Charlie Grimsley. So I feel like that's how people should talk about it. You know, yeah. he he reminds you that like that name is like a big lumberjack name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, how long you been coming to the gym here? Oh man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got to be close to a couple years now. You yeah. know, I mean, on and off. I was yeah. down at California Elite. Oh, uh, man. I mean, not everybody can make the right decision off the bat. So <laughs> I understand. Well, I was working with another coach. I was working <laughs> I with Chris Gordert. And, uh, and we, Chris is a good guy, man. Yeah, Chris is a great guy. Uh, learned a lot from him. Um, really happy to see him up there doing his own thing. You know, has the gym going and yep. all that. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it was close to my office, and it made sense. And uh, as Chris's responsibilities grew and his time at that gym kind of lessened, um, I moved. I live up here, you know, so yeah, I, I started doing some of my sessions here, and, and that was uh, where Adam and I kind of started developing a relationship. And it, it ended up making the decision to, to go with him as a coach pretty easy just because we had already developed, like, a relationship kind of of accountability. Now, was that, each a, other. was that a hug? Like, your, you know, the hug that, yeah, the uh, was that one of those the that, that convinced you that, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to be with Adam, you know, <laughs> or, or I'm sorry, work with Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the bear hug. The bear hug, you yeah, know, the, you, know the ba- you know, the, when they're always in the background yeah, picking each other caught. up. <laughs> Shit. I, I'm in one of them, too. It's well, happened, yeah. like, that has happened. I, I just think it's funny. <laughs> I love it because that's happened, like, three times since I've known him, and every fucking time someone catches it on camera you know let's just say there's a pretty damn good chance you're gonna get caught yeah doing something stupid in this yeah, gym you, can't be, you <laughs> can't be a scumbag in here there's cameras at every angle well that but i mean you can just ha- even if you're just having fun like it's always in the background like the funniest thing is like during the day emma's always in the background dancing or doing something right. you know and like i don't know keith or whoever you know you're you're just that's kind of the funny part of the camera thing now, you know, or whatever. I mean, like, way too many. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you're, you're in the back like this. Like, you literally just do the post-up with your head tilted. Mike's always doing the, like, weird lean and stare. Mike's doing the the real high sock stance. He's a a down fool. And then then he hits the slob squat. (laughs) The what squat? The slob squat. (laughs) The hard for the yard? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, I don't even know what the hell. Oh, we were talking about being here. So anyways, okay, so you've been here. It's been a couple years now, and... Yeah, you say you've been here for a while now. You know, I've tried almost, I mean, with the exception of maybe a dead weight, like I started out at Convoy... You've been uh, at every convoy gym, strength. Huh? Yeah, I've been around the, <laughs> Damn, most You got of the kicked out of every gym? Yeah. <laughs> most of the powerlifting gyms, and they all have their own thing going, and it's cool, but this is absolutely home. Um, cool, man. And it's always felt that way, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and it'll probably be that way for a long time. You're you know? just trying to get a banner like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't look good on banners like that. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I didn't look good until I photoshopped the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah, there's a solution for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike gets his banner. I, that's gonna take a minor Photoshop miracle. <laughs> what? I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the coolest fucking mullet and shit you ever seen. Are you gonna give him the banner where he landed on the deadlift bar? <laughs> <laughs> Just make my nose straight. I'll be happy. Just like four majestic motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. and Mike. <laughs> that, was a, that was an electric experience. When bro. that happened, I was actually I was more worried about. Like his ribs and everything, then his fucking hard, bicep. The, bi- yeah. the bicep will heal and everything. But man, I've seen plenty of guys go over that bar and you know, yeah. shit, man. That 
that's a worse comeback than any bicep tear. I feel like <laughs> he's oh, like, I yeah, don't know, dude. Like if you've that, ever had bruised or cracked ribs, yeah, that's well, a miserable I, six weeks. I have played that was, that was football. The last thing on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like Joey runs up and I was like, leave me alone. Yeah, no, my donkey. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need help up. <laughs> Can you help me tie my shoes, please? <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of which, so. Like I've been trying to stay over 300 pounds for this this prep, you know, because the last yeah. couple of times I've competed, I've been I, I'm not about that life for cutting, right? <laughs> nobody in this nobody in this podcast is about right, that yeah. life. <laughs> but I also think it's kind of silly to come in at like 282 as a 308er, you know, and that happened to me a bunch. I and will so, second that. <laughs> yeah. So this time I've just been like hell or high water, like getting the calories and like trying to stay above 300 and, and stuff. Um, so is it working? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better. What are you at right now? Right now? Fuck, I didn't measure this morning. Yesterday, I, I was mean, like three hundred two point six. All right, so yeah, you're over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, man. I'm trying to do that too because I want to compete at the end of January. Yeah. And the only meet I've ever done at three hundred plus was that on that poster that U.S. Open fucking years ago. Dude, you I mean, so that was jacked four on that poster ago. too. I was big. I mean, yeah. ask like argue and you didn't even ask her. I mean, I was like sweating. Yeah. And just all the time in bed and just fucking, you know, walking upstairs suck. And that was just 300. And I want to, yeah. I'm trying to get to like 320. You that, know? Circles yeah. me, that circles me back around, right? Yeah. So like eating, eating, <laughs> eating to where your belly is just always distended. You know what I mean? Like you can't catch, like you can't, your pooping can't catch up to your eating, right? So you're just like semi nauseous all the time. And your it's back been always hurting, right? Yeah, dog, oh, my back. Yeah, that's the other thing, the back one. So back like it has been a solid. Probably two weeks since I've tied my own shoes because my <laughs> wife is such a saint, <laughs> takes such good care of me that she will literally put my socks and shoes on for me. And my two year old tries to get involved. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your yeah. life, dude. And she, no, I put daddy's sock, you know, and she'll take the sock from Amy. And but yeah, without without my wife and my girls, bro. I was gonna say it seems like you have a pretty good support system yeah. with that, yeah. which is definitely important for this sport because, I mean, I look at Adam, you know, and we know his family pretty well and. <laughs> Just a lot of the people in here, man. But it seems, obviously, you're busy. You're a, uh, you know, you're a, uh, what a, a JPEG C plus plus, you know, ASCII <laughs> to binary security. guy. Oh, cyber, cyber security, security engineer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I'm sure that's, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's tough and takes time. And then you're in here at night. Yeah. Training till late. I'm also in school, <clears throat> so she understands it pretty well, though, or she gets it. Or you know, what's really interesting is she didn't so much at first. At first, uh, she gave me a pretty hard time about how hard I trained and how often. You know, you're not hurt, right? But when you're about this life, like you've never not hurt. You're never, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're never, like, never in the best shape. Yeah, like you're not you, like, I'm like not you injured, but my shit all you. hurts. You know? Why are you sitting so stiff on the couch? <laughs> well, like, why can't you stand up without help? I thought you're working out now. Why can't you? Why can't you drive to work without stopping to walk around in a parking lot because your back is too stiff? If right. you're lifting so much, you really don't look like you lift. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so all of that, right? And then she came to my first meet, which was Mogger May him at the last location mm -hmm. and like after that she was just like i get it you know what i mean i understand the sacrifice like i'm so proud of you and she cool. just came full 180 and uh and i i think i probably have one of the most supportive wives in like in the game like i hear a lot of other guys talk about it and i don't know how i it's interesting though with all the stuff in my life people talk about it being like a sacrifice or difficult or this or that and the other they're, it's all like symbi they all feed each other like it's without really? the power lifting I couldn't be who I needed to be for my family like it keeps my it keeps me in the right headspace you know yeah. and uh, provide without, you some structure 
Right. Right. Exactly. Right, I mean, somewhere to yeah. focus my competitive drive and obsessive right, right. nature. <laughs> Mike, Mike was telling me a story earlier, which was pretty interesting. I, you know, I'll let Mike kind of get into it a little bit if you want, but you don't, and you don't have to talk about it. But you say you're a pretty open book, you know. So Mike yeah. was telling me that you guys were in the same rehab, but yeah. didn't know each other. Yeah. I'm like, and look, and now, and now you ended up here. Yeah. So it was, it was, we were just talking. And like I never seen him there. One he one it was Salvation Army. So Salvation Army they make you look like Forrest Gump. <laughs> you go in there, dude. And like you come in, there, I'll come in there wearing like a devil shirt. Da, 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 da. Like, nope, strip that real quick, and he take you downstairs. And so it's all Salvation Army clothes. Everyone dresses the same. Give you a full wardrobe. Yep, they give you a full wardrobe with like the donated clothes. Forrest Gump looking clothes. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have your shirt tucked in. You shirt tucked in. Shaven. No facial hair. Like, no shaved, shaved head. I couldn't even. I've seen you with. <laughs> I just can't picture it anymore. Yeah. You have you have a nice big burly beard. You know, same oh, with Mike yeah, now. Yeah. And. uh God, picturing you two with now beards, I, I'd probably have to kick you, you out of this gym. You don't have a mustache, but it had to be real tight, <laughs> yeah, right? and had to be certain length or the whatever. Porn stash. But I'm saying, like, I'm hairy, dude, and like I shave, yeah, and I'm gonna have a five o'clock shadow at three, yeah. you know. And they'd be like, "Yo, you didn't shave today?" Like, I shaved today, dude. <laughs> but, Listen uh, here. <laughs> he was. We never met each other though, because I got kicked out, anyways. It was. It was. It was just politics. But sure. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we get some context to that, right? Like. I am um, in February. I'll be six years clean. Nice. Right. Of everything. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, Damn. That's great. Um, I was. The, there's not a lot of people that get to come back from the place I went to. You know, I mean, I was a straight up junkie. Um, I shot heroin in speed. That's why we and, get along. Uh, it I, was, I was uh, gonna, I, before you go further. Do you guys use that? that dynamic now like do you lean on each other ever for that stuff or is it uh, i mean you sound like six he, years i mean it sounds like so i ha- i just got my five years okay. or whatever uh in um september 9th or something like that yeah uh <clears throat> like do we keep each other accountable maybe, i don't it's to, just, it's to the point where like with the recovery aspect of it it's like learning how to when you first decide to like change how you want to live yeah it's kind of like learning how to walk so when you gotta keep yourself in check, when you learn how to walk, you gotta like look at your feet, right? Yep. But it gets to the point, dude, where it's like I don't have to keep looking right, at my stuff every time. So I don't really think about that stuff, you know, but that's what I was saying. It's right, but at the same time five, so I'm sure there's not a ton of it, but Well no, it's not like so on a daily basis I'm not in any risk of getting high. Like sure, I have such an know? amazing blessed life right. and I'm so grateful for it and I love my life and I'm truly and genuinely happy with myself as a person. Mm-hmm. However, like I mean I understand the struggle. I know Mike does. And I know that there are times that things come up in life where it's like, it doesn't matter how fucking perfect everything is like that will throw you off or that will fuck you up. Right. Yeah. And that's something that like, I could always see in a homie or like see something coming up and just being like, Hey bro, you know, I know we read each other different. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what I was, so if I'm like sitting there like kind of quiet, he's like, yo, you good? Yeah. You know if he I mean? hasn't hugged anybody when I hurt, in, when in I, 10, 10, 12 minutes. When I hurt myself, <laughs> when I hurt myself, like he was checking on me like daily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. He's like, yo, I got a morphine. Oh, I forgot you were a junkie. Ain't no fucking junkie no more. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? Or like I'll use hand sanitizer. This caught me one time. I used hand sanitizer and I walked by. He's like, whoa, you've been drinking? And I was like, <laughs> no, what are you talking about? Like, oh, All I right. just used to. So one of, one of my best friends in the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. Met him in rehab. Met him in that rehab. Okay. That was the last rehab I ever went to. I went twice. All right. But, uh, Ended up becoming one of my closest friends. Was a really bad alcoholic. And we got clean together. I didn't see him for like a year or something. And then one day I get him to come to the gym with me. And he just reeks. I mean, reeks of booze, man. And he runs to the bathroom. This pint of pop off falls out of his backpack. He starts puking blood. Right? And he's going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like a brother to me. And I'm just like, bro, you know, you fell off. Like, you know where to go get your medicine, you know? But mm-hmm. 
anyways, he came back and, and he's clean now. And uh, like I was the best man at his wedding, you know, uh, like last year. Cool. And so you, you, you forge relationships like that. But you also understand that like the risk is so real for some people. And sometimes it may seem like you got it. But that line is can be real thin in different parts of your life. You know, just depending on what's sure. going on. So, um, you know, I just think. I just thank God for you know the second yeah, opportunity really I was given, man. And now both of you guys, obviously here. I know we've talked about it, Mike. As far as structure of lifting, do you find that still the same too? Like the structure, the discipline of lifting, like just helps with that. You yeah, know? absolutely. Or is, it, or is it two separate things? It, I mean, it does. Um, for me, it, it's I, I'm very obsessive. I'm very anal retentive. I'm an engineer, and that's the way my mind works. And um, there's a quantifiable and objective reward to there the effort that you put words. in there. There we go with those words. See, we talked about yeah. this. He's <laughs> going to use the words. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it. one of the things I really like about powerlifting is very comforting to me is that you can't fucking fake it. You know what I mean? You yeah. can either pick the bar up. Yeah, or you're, you're damn right. It's black or white, right? You know what I mean? That's what I love and about it. And that's an too. indication of your effort and the time that you've spent working on it, right? And there's a big component of genetic variability or whatever. But the bottom line is, for the most part, if you can get under fucking 500 pounds and squat it, you got a 500-pound squat. No one can take that from you. Damn right. Yeah. Right? So that's very for my kind of mind that's very comforting um and then also like I, this was very much a replacement for me like i got back into training really heavily when i was in uh rehab carried that forward like doing some bro splits and shit and then like one day maxed out my deadlift and was like oh my god that was the best thing i've ever done i guess yeah. i'm a powerlifter now like, you know like, <laughs> um, it gives us like for me it gives us like a natural high and, yeah I, and it's true because it, it like releases that. endorphins so like 100 oh, when i got yeah. when i got better you know, like my, my brain wasn't producing like serotonin or dopamine or stuff. at it all. Like, it was like, yo, bro, like, where's the stuff? And it yeah. took a couple years to almost. get that back. Oh yeah, dude. Like, I couldn't even listen to heavy metal for a while. Damn. It, just because like it triggered me. I mean, that's yeah. why I got into trap music. Yo, check this out. <laughs> for like a good six months after I first got clean, I couldn't walk through gravel because the feeling oh, no. of the rocks underneath my feet reminded me of crunching up dope in the spoon. Dude, I, oh, man. I couldn't drive Freak on um, hotels. Yeah, I couldn't drive on hotel circle. Yeah, I couldn't go past uh, Vista Village on a seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just like one legally I wasn't allowed wait, to wait wait I, I live by Vista Village what are you saying about Vista <laughs> what, what do I need to pay attention to over there? <laughs> just look around bro yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's everywhere but it's just like it's like triggers you know what I mean like, yeah. like hotels I've been in every hotel and I look yeah. at hotels completely different now dude like, yeah. Yeah, it is what yeah. it is just to tell you, you know yeah. especially honest, cheap hotels you know? like you drive or walk by a cheap oh, remember, hotel remember, with a normie remember? and you, you see two completely different socioeconomic like events occur you know what yes. I mean? Like, remember we we're talking like comfort in, like comfort in. Rosecrans. Hey, what about that good night in, son? You remember that? How long ago was this, by the way? For whom I at? like, uh, like when I when fifteen it, years ago when you when you were going through this oh, ten years ago, like two years ago when I was when I was an addict. Yeah, dude, I was an addict half my life. So I started using at fourteen. I didn't get clean till twenty seven. Okay, so half my life was sober. Yeah. And then the other half is like heavily under influence the whole time. Okay, and only got progressively, progressively worse. Sure, as yeah, I would yeah. imagine it would. And then you get to a point where so it's like when whatever. that stuff's all pulled. When you decide to like pull the trigger, and pull that stuff away from your life, it's weird. It's like I don't even know if I like me sober. You know what I mean? And that's, well, you that's, have to relearn yourself. You have to relearn how to feel things because drugs are a lot about escaping feeling. You know, you know what I mean? I was like and a like, hermit for like the first like year or two. Right. I didn't really leave my house because it was like I had to remove the playgrounds play things and the people the person playground play things thing you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and it's just like it took time to be able to like venture out like you know i remember when i went to the bachelorette party yeah and i was like dude i've never been out this late in years you know what i mean <laughs> and like i'm just like this like i'm at lips don't you, don't you have kid 
Yeah, but he's just a, he's. I don't take him out like Basil. No, I know. I'm just saying you should be used to that. I don't. I've been out late forever. I don't yeah, but like surrounded, but like in like a it was yeah, a like it was a bar. Party, like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like we got tacos after squatting last night. It's the latest I've been out. In like three <laughs> you're years. like you know what I mean? You're like, whoo, man, this is a rough one. I'm gonna have yeah, to get yeah. to bed here soon. <laughs> well, we watched uh, we, we watched Breaking Bad. You guys watch Breaking Bad? By yeah, yeah. You, I figure you did. Yeah, yeah don't. <laughs> but um, have you seen the El Camino movie then? No, I haven't. So watched it yet. we've been oh, waiting to watch it, right? Yeah. You know, we get home, we have dinner and everything. He goes to bed because he's got to watch his Lego Ninjago until he falls asleep. Yeah, which right. then I get into. I'm like, oh man, is the Green Ninja gonna actually yeah, win right. or what? You know? And I'm like, oh, he's asleep. I should just change this. But uh, she's like, you want to watch El Camino? I said, yeah. You know, I mean. I knew it because about halfway through the movie, she goes, she like clicks on the thing to see how much time is left, and yeah. I'm like, oh shit! At that point, I knew she's not staying up, you know. Yeah. But I'm into it. Like I'm, I gotta finish the movie. If it's yeah. a new movie that I haven't seen, I've finished the movie. So you know, it's like one in the morning. You know, yeah. like I'm like, okay. I mean, I was like, eh, it was all right, you know. One in the morning at your house, though, is different than, like, even 11 o'clock in public. Yeah, totally, I mean, right? totally. But even that, I was like, oh, man, I got to get to sleep. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, yeah got a big podcast the big... in the morning I got to stretch <laughs> yeah, out for yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm lucky that um, my job affords me some flexibility in my daily schedule. I mean, yeah, you're here at 10 o'clock on a Friday. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. I was in a video conference on a meeting for work, like, nice. right before I walked in the door. Um, you know, but... Yeah, so I can do stuff like this. <laughs> that's cool. And that's neat. But I'm on salary, you know what I mean? So they own me. It's not like... <laughs> I, I imagine you really like what you do, too. I know... Oh, I love what I think I we talked to a while back. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, this started for me when I was like nine years old, right? Like, I was on the internet looking for like Final Fantasy walkthrough tips or whatever for video game and <laughs> somehow somehow it, it crossed over to right. porn yeah, right. <laughs> it's like oh look at this stuff I was masturbating oh my <laughs> no but I what are you uh, up there son I just really, doing some code programming I, I thought, like, when I was a kid I thought like you know how like when you make a phone call it comes up on the phone bill yeah so I thought when I google searched it yes. come up on the internet bill <laughs> so I called my dad's like yo dad <laughs> something weird might pop up on it it's like what do you mean so I was like well I typed in wrestling and then mud wrestling came up and then you know a thousand uh, awesome. <laughs> I'm like I can't imagine if on the bill all your search your google search shit came up nope. oh my <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I was uh, uh, I was like nine, and I had my mom take me to Barnes and Noble and buy me some books on HTML because I wanted to know how yeah, websites right. got there, right? And mm -hmm. then like one thing led to another, and uh, I ended up leveraging my skill set for nefarious purposes when I was running around I was shooting. Ask dope, you, right? Is it more self taught, or did you go to school? Oh, no, one hundred percent self taught. Self -taught I, yeah. I'm a, I mean, you and Adam, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, for school, for an industry high school diploma, bro. yeah, for sure. good you job. Know, but I'm I, just saying, for an industry that seems to be so. Technically, technically driven, and you know, oh, you got to have this background, college background. I mean, here we have two people that obviously do very well in it, and both of them are self-taught. You know, yeah. I, don't know, I feel like a lot of good things in life or, or high-paying jobs, let's just say, are self-taught. You know, yeah, well, I get it. Doctor, lawyer, you're gonna have it's to go really to school interesting for that, because it's a valuable skill set. So they're in high demand right now, right? Yeah. So like, even with this job I just got, because I just started a new job, it was a really interesting hiring process. They wanted to hire me. Uh, they liked me. They were concerned about some of my AWS infrastructure experience. So the VP of security of this company was like, 
here's what we're gonna do. Now we're you gonna know make what it I go a- through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make you like, like add an extra pump of uh, Splenda in there. This is gonna be a while. <laughs> like, no, he'll be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it boiled down to them saying, "Hey, build a web application online and make it secure, so we can't hack it. And if our engineers can't hack it, then we're gonna give you a job as a cybersecurity engineer at our company." And that was kind of, yes. in a nutshell, what happened. So, cool. um, you do have to have a bit of a mouthpiece to get in front of them if you don't have like the credentials you know the cv or whatever like my resume is very good because i've been in this industry for a long time Mm. and uh i have a lot of experience but um just getting in front of someone and being like hey you know give me a shot you know most of them are willing to do that yeah especially uh, if you have a good resume i would think a lengthy resume at that what makes it even like cooler is knowing where he came from Mm. and where he is now yeah and like getting the shot like getting getting opportunities hard to do when you have a background like that you know what i mean especially if it's like if, if you're on paper like, yeah. I have two felonies. It's hard to get, a, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, and when they look them up, they're like, uh, you know. Yeah. The so, nine to five ain't happening for me. Yeah. You know so I, mean? I got very, very lucky. Um, I was charged with felonies. Uh, a lot of felonies. Charging is not the same as conviction. <laughs> People yeah. listening who are not familiar with the way the system <laughs> works. Here, bro. Right. All of a sudden we're getting knock um, at the door. <laughs> yeah. I ended up, the, the convictions that I did get were such that after a certain amount of time demonstrating good behavior and like a positive influence in society, yeah. I could have them uh, reduced, dismissed, and expunged, right? So the only thing my record shows is an adjudication of not guilty um, to... Can, can you- Dumb it down for me, dog. Yeah, basically, basically my, I have a clean record basically, now. Basically, I walked through the metal detector. It didn't go off when I went into court. I got like, and they one. told me be good, and we will we will let this go away. Okay, well, to put it in in more relatable terms, let's, let's talk about it. You want to talk about it? Because they'll be like, hey, bro, if you do it again, you are fucked. Yeah, you are going away for a long time. So that's what it boiled down to. That's after they after they got me on my charges and everything, it was a thirty year federal sentence right, that was right. largely having to do with computer violations right, and right. drugs, right? right. And, um, what they said was uh, I had been released on my own recognizance because I'd never been in trouble before and uh, I'd, all my crimes were nonviolent. Um, but I had to complete a six-month residential treatment facility program, right? I had been smart, though. When they released me from jail, I went immediately to N.A., found a sponsor, got into meetings, and got myself a bed before I ever went to sentencing. So, like, I looked really good to the oh, judge this, when the, I walked the in. the Salvation like, Army thing, right? Yeah. Back to where we were talking like, about. Like, I walked gotcha. into I walked into court just like I'd already got into a program. Sure, like, trying blah, 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 blah. to <clears throat> demonstrate, like, exactly. you said, good. So, but the consequences were, like, so, so like, I had 30 years suspended federal, suspended federal sentence hanging over my head, yeah. and I would have another year for violating if I didn't That's complete the program. That's if he does the, the same thing again. Plus, you know? if I did, like, if I got in a fight, like any other Charlie, like, which is my main thing, like, I almost got in a few fights, you know, and, and um, then I was on five years of administrative probation. I wasn't allowed to own or possess an internet-enabled cell phone, a computer, any checks, credit cards, um, quote unquote, forgeable materials. So if you're in the gym and you have your Bluetooth on, <laughs> yeah, it was literally <laughs> illegal for me to have anything but like a flip phone. That is crazy. I mean, yeah. just thinking about all that in the daily life we use it. Like, how do you go about daily? Really, life, really right? hard, right? Yeah. Should, so, I take, should I take this call? <laughs> Good. So, hello. I didn't mean to call you. We're in the middle of a podcast. We're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> All right, what is it? He he wants a breakfast sandwich. Probably he's like he's like, hey man, I can smell I can smell something. Adam wants to know how often you get your beard trimmed. Oh, so every few weeks when it's starting to look natty, but 
I have a tradition. Whenever I'm six weeks out from a meet, I stop grooming it entirely until after I compete. So it's getting pretty gnarly right now. So it's getting pretty scraggly. Uh, yeah. Do you put anything you in it? That? Like I put you know stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need like some beard oil. Somewhat, yeah. It's <laughs> manageable and soft. And I don't let mine get super long, only because it drives me nuts down here. So, anyways, back to that like yes. whole thing. I. I got out. I did what I was supposed to do. I completed the program. Yeah. Um, I got into a sober living. I got a job as an electrician's assistant for $9 oh. an hour pulling wire through some houses. Sure, whatever. You know, and then I, I think from there I was like selling supplements on the phone for $12 an hour plus commission. And I had student loans for a while and finally got back in like a not great role, but like an opportunity to step back into tech work and took that. And so it's just been like a constant progression to finally getting back to somewhere where like can afford to put my wife back through nursing school yeah. and take care of my kids and get them a house and like it's we're gotta very be lucky. a pretty awesome feeling i would think i mean it kind of like not getting, a bad feeling kind of like getting an internet enabled phone back because <laughs> right, right, right. there was a time not so long ago when ryan was a cash business yeah. right? like when i met my wife i literally had to look at her and tell her hey i really like you and i really want to take this further i want to pursue it i think you're amazing uh, I have very limited means and I cannot spend money on you. So like if we're going to continue dating, there's going to be a lot of like walks on the beach you know, and that kind of thing. And she held it down. You know, That's super great. tough. Yeah, she yeah. paid for stuff. And she was a single great. mom working two jobs, 60 hours a week to take care of her kid, you know? Yeah, yeah. So she's no stranger to the hustle. They should run on house arrest. Yeah. So, you know, I can only walk to my mailbox. <laughs> when I'm inside, I remain plugged into a wall. <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> Every four hours, I have, to, I have to take a selfie and send it to the sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yup, still ugly. Still here. Still, still here, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, Crazy. Uh, but yeah, we just but a we good, know. A good, I don't know. That's, to me, that's a feel good story, man. You dig fucking good. That's why I don't hide from it. You know what I mean? People ask me if I don't want to talk about it or whatever. It's like, ah, you know, it's a tough story for some people Dude, to do accept. You hear but the it's a gory story. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a story for me of personal triumph, you know, of strength. And like, it's something that I've been able to share and work with other guys trying to get clean. And um, yeah, that's and that's good. It's a good experience, I would assume, like you said, to share with people and be like, yo, if I can do it, exactly. you can do it. Exactly. That's why we get along. Like, yeah. so, like back to like, being in the same place at the same time, we're just and here. I, and here, yeah. I thought it was because two fives make a ten. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking, and he goes, I'm like, oh, I'm like, where I'm like, what year? I'm like, yeah, I was there that year. I'm like, what time frame? I'm like, oh, I was there that time frame, but I was only there like, about two the weeks. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you remember Norm? He's like, yeah. I'm like, fuck Norm. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> Norm left me. So at the time I got checked in, dude, I was legit homeless. Like, I didn't get homeless did until you, after I got clean. Did you, did you piss dirty? No. Yeah, see, I pissed dirty when I. This is why I got kicked out. Oh. I pissed. I pissed dirty, right? When I came in. Yeah. But because they called me, they called me, dude, and I was like, I was getting high when they called me. Like, yo, we got you a bed. I'm like, well, I thought it was gonna be a lot longer. Can you hold? Can you put a reserve sign on I'm it? Like, so well, here's the thing. I'm a pop dirty. And I'm like, all right, that's fine for your first test. Then they randomly tested me two weeks later, and I was like, anything you want to tell us? I'm like, no. Oh, you tested positive for THC. I'm like, well, first of all, it takes at least 30 days to get out, but I've been habitually smoking for like the last 14 years straight. I know <laughs> I'm saturated. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's why they kicked me out. It was stupid. Uh, and I healthy. went to the other treatment program. They tested me every day. Yeah. And it took three months to get, yeah, him, to get him a clean. Well, yeah. for me, it was because I was homeless with my dog, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had a chocolate lab and I was, I, I was sleeping downtown. No, he was with me. 
I was sleeping downtown. Oh, I'll tell you that in a minute. It's hard. But um, I would show up every morning at the Salvation Army and be like, do you have a bed? And the intake coordinator was gone. So Norm was in charge of it. Right. And Norm was like, you have a dog. And I was like, yeah, my sponsor said that if I get a bed, he will leave work and come pick my dog up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just waiting on you. And he turned me away for like three days straight. And then one morning, the homeless outreach team woke me up. I was sleeping on a sidewalk across the street from the central library. Right. And they drove me over to the Salvation Army. The cop went inside and talked to Norm for me. And he was like, we'll drive his dog to his sponsor right now and they let me in that day that's cool, ah, that's cool. yeah yeah. as long as like they do that to see if like how willing you are because if you keep coming in sober then they'll let you in some of those dudes I remember waking up in the morning and like the doors are locked you know <clears throat> and dudes be like piled up on top of each other in their sleeping bags waiting to get inside oh yeah. dude I was ready to do yeah. anything yeah that's crazy. anything I was too man that's why I was super mad when they, when they kicked me out I was yeah. like man they like, didn't give me a chance you know yeah. whatever yeah I don't know that, I mean just hearing like all this like you said crazy to me i'm sure obviously you know now you guys have come to i don't know, recognize it or like you said just own it which is good and i feel like that's what you have to do right that's what made us who we are today yeah. so there's yeah. no shame in it. if that didn't happen i want to be as successful as i am right now okay so yeah. going back to some lifting stuff you know, oh, not because i don't want to do this. this is actually awesome i mean I, yeah. I honestly feel like i hope people listen to this and just know what is possible because that's what I'm hearing like it, it carries anything over. is possible in life it carries over into our lifting and I was going to say like so 100%. when you're lifting when you're going for big lifts like what's your mental state does any of that stuff come up or is it like now you're is it different now you're not so maybe a rage lifter you're more maybe of a calm lifter because you feel good about everything else in your life is going on I don't know I'm so just... the thing for me is that uh, the rage is really easy to tap into I can flip that switch yeah. like really fast. I'm yeah. pretty much there all the time, anyways. Especially in prep. <laughs> oh, the secret um, is that I'm angry all the time. <laughs> the problem is that That's it's so like strong in, in me; yeah. it's not helpful. It's like if I do it that way, I I just fly, I fucking fly off the handle and I forget myself and like I'll pull without setting my hips or you know like sure. it, it's so for me now. I actually have to take a few minutes and center myself and focus, and I think about um, just the sacrifice and the effort. And for me. It's really more about execution. I don't believe so much in people saying good luck for tests or competitions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's, there's no, there's not a whole lot of luck to it. I fucking prepared. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm fucking ready to go. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when we lived or like the whole thing, like we, we have a different approach. Like we look at the bigger picture or yeah. we analyze it a little differently. Yeah. And like when I, when I come up to the bars, like, you know, as why I say I don't fear to lift. It's like, I've been through worse. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I've had a lot heavier weight on my shoulder mm-hmm. that weighs a lot less. Yeah. But it's been a heavier weight and yeah, that's yeah. all dead weight now. Yeah, you yeah. know? So if I can do this, I'm good. This, I, this, I, this is my, it, it started as therapy for me, mm-hmm. but now it's something I trained for. Yeah, I would know? have to think that, that if you're, Lifting weights is easy, right? Like now, yeah, right. I mean, like you said, all that other shit was yeah, tough, probably impossible at some point to see right. any type of light. Any light. I mean, if you're you know? now to step underneath a squat like yesterday, in my head, like if I were you, I'd be going, fuck, I can, like, this is nothing. We already been doing this. I wish you know I could mean? say it was always like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not. But <laughs> that's why that's like, why it was a lot easier when I did it than it was in my head, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I also... I mean, we, we still get... The weight will still mentally and then, you know, like, mess yeah. with you. <laughs> in the rare case that we fail, <laughs> you know what I mean? we don't um, we don't dwell on it like maybe some other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like been through worse. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna handle it. You and know? and I'm, we don't even have to get back into your personal life. Again, you've competed for you've competed for a couple of years for meets. You've been compete competed or you've competed. You've been training for you know years. Yeah. I feel like again, the more you do that. 
the less you let it affect you. Like if I yeah. fail a lift, and honestly, I haven't been training competition stuff in a while, so I haven't been many lifts that I've been failing. But yeah. even when I think back, like like I had good bad good lifts and bad lifts, they didn't affect me either way. You know, it was you know? just we got it done and we moved forward. You know, yeah. yep. I feel like you know the more you are in this sport, the less those you know bad days affect you or that yeah. bad even that just if it's just one bad lift like all right goddamn fuck it you know whatever waste we the energy do. would you, you say yeah. that energy can be yeah. used to refocus you're not going to get that lift it. back all you can do is move yeah. on to the next thing you know I one of the hardest things for me as a coach i don't know about you is like when someone when the lifter goes no let me retake it oh hell no you know and it's like man i want to give I it to you so i try and figure out maybe a way to do it like like let's do it to a board or let's you yeah, know, let's yeah. try it like this you know try it something like if you were supposed to do a double let's just do a single you know maybe right. and try it but it's like you know you don't want them to just keep trying this over and over when obviously you can see it's not there. And the only thing it's going to do is deflate them yeah. and possible risk of injury right, and right. stuff like the that. injury is they don't think and when you're in that moment you ain't thinking about that though, yeah you know? exactly well i think it also sets uh unrealistic expectations you know uh I, I think one of the things especially beginner lifters or people who haven't um done it on the platform at all or many times is that it's not the same the, the carryover is not the same you know what i mean it's yeah. not your bench that you did on a bench on like an upper body only day yeah, <laughs> you right, know, right. You, even though you may be peaking you and like squat three max lifts before right yeah. right right exactly like it's not going to carry over and by the way now that you've actually been training strength for three years you don't have linear gains in three vectors at all times you know so yeah. like it may be that you put 20 pounds on your squat 30 pounds on your deadlift and no pounds yeah. on your bench you, got the, you know what i mean you know, after that first year of lifting it starts to get a little harder. Oh, yeah. Sure. All and, of a sudden. And that's why I tell all my people, like, yeah. I don't really care about your three individual lifts. I care about your total. Yeah. If yeah. we go up 20 or 30 pounds on your total and we These did it with one it, lift, you know, who the hell cares? You know, yeah. Yeah. nobody remembers the individual lifts unless it's an all time world record. Then you're remembered for an individual lift. And if you get too tied up on that one thing, right? Yeah. Like, I have been fighting my bench for the last couple of years, had a great two pack tear, <laughs> had a hard time coming back from it. Had a bunch of fucking mental bullshit built up where I was favoring sure. like the side, not, you know, finally getting back to where it moves good and it feels good and everything. But my bench is still not where I wanted it to be. Um, it's like, I, I have a shot. It's within it's within range of where I wanted it to be. But I'm not bent out of shape over it because my, my squat is fucking dominating and my pull is huge. Does, and and right? I, went, I went out the same way for my last like real competitive competition that I did. Same thing. I knew my bench wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've been stuck with it for a while now. But I sure as hell knew I could push my squat and push my deadlift, you know, those two things. And, and again, I went up on my total, you know, yeah. again, I didn't care about what happened in all the lifts. I mean, I'm glad that I hit the biggest squat I've ever hit, but, or, yeah, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh shit, I didn't fucking do good on bench. I just, no, exactly. hey, that carried over into my total. Great. Let's just right. take that and keep moving forward. Right. And I still have a better than average shot at a, at least a PR. Maybe like, not the number I wanted, but like but at least a PR, APR and then like still a big sure. fucking squat and pull. Yeah. So. And something to work for next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And that's how I feel. As long as you step out of a meet going, cool, I can't wait to get kind of back to work or. You know, I, I'm excited to for some off season, and then you know we'll yeah. find another meet. You know, that's something that definitely uh, can be tough for people in here. Like I coach people that you know they don't have a great meet. You know, let's just say, and then they contemplate not even doing the sport anymore. When man, you're good. Like that's you're right the, there. You're right there. It's when the romance phase kind of goes away, sure. bro. Yeah, but what really if what if pushing. what if you've been pushing for or what if you've been competing for say three or four years? You know, and and then that. That happens. Like, let's say you've been kind of making, you know, 
pretty small but decent gains on your total all along, and then all of a sudden, you know, now you have some big expectations and you kind of fall flat on all three of them. Let's right. just say you don't hit any of them. You know, like I feel like don't don't give up. That's you know, if you really like doing this, if you really like competing and training and everything, like it's okay. That shit's gonna happen. It's probably gonna happen more so than not now. You know, like right. you're once you start getting to what your max level is, I guess you know, or what you're ca- probably topping out at. Like yeah. that's when it gets hard. That's when you got to dig down. Like I always that's use, makes I always use Susan Salazar as a uh, example to people right. because that woman has been at the top for so long and she trains so goddamn hard to put 12 pounds on her yeah. total 12 yep. fucking pounds yep. you know and here we here I have to you know try and explain to lifters who are putting 60 pounds on their total right. consistently right. that you know listen that's not going to happen <laughs> and to me what you're talking about right there is the true definition of failure and this yeah. is like one of the little life lessons that I do with my daughters and then like I really try to when you to have like a cue, like a, a ring or something at this point like a life lesson is about yeah, yeah. to be you should turn your volume up no but I tell them like the only the only way you can ever really fail is to give up you know what I mean? If you don't get something right and you learn from it, you're still winning. You know what I mean? You're still moving forward. The yeah. only way that you'll ever be a failure is if you just fucking quit. That's right. That's what failure you know, is. It's like, oh, it hurts today. Yeah, so is everybody else in here. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and even if that's the case, like, it hurts today. All right, do what you can. I don't yeah. give a yeah. crap. I don't care if you cut the weight in half. Yeah. Do something, right? Yeah. And now if it's if it's pain, if it's pain, then talk to me, yeah. and let's either see what we can do to work around it. If it's, if it's it very severe pain, you know? then then we can cut it. Yeah, yeah. But at and least, also, at do least you know what very severe it. pain means, though. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's been a departure from some of the like previous. Like there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Oh, yeah. right, absolutely. Like, I'll train through being hurt. It sucks. Everybody. It doesn't feel good. Right? Everybody trains being hurt. Right? I'm just saying, like, if anybody out there wants injured. to be 100 percent training, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Nope. I mean, unless you want to be a bodybuilder, and even then, you're not still probably not training. You know, right, 100%. right, right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I played many of football games being hurt. Right. Yeah. Being injured was a different story, and even at yeah. that, I played through games imagine, injured. You imagine know, imagine you playing with the torn bicep as long as you did. It's insane to me. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I guess. I yeah, I mean, but the- you just take that. You you're aware of it. You kind of try yeah, and take guess, the precautions. Bro, for like, it. I've only I'm yeah, only three months. Old. This thing pisses me off every day, dude. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I, w- I didn't say that that was a uh, a great season. Like I was aware of it all the time, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. for me because I played like on the left side of the defensive edge. So I, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. against their their left, or I'm sorry, I played on the right side, going against their left tackle. So I'm playing against their best guy usually on the line. And my left arm, which would be the inside arm, mm-hmm. my right arm was my attack arm. Let's yeah. just say, you know, yeah. this is the one that had to move and push and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I was constantly aware of it so yeah it, it sucked you know i had to yep. change my game up a little bit right but that's where i'm going to use that and i'll go back to lifting is you just change your game up a little bit yep. you know it's it sucks like you you're gonna work you're going to get the surgery soon so everything will be better it's still going to be a process after that but again you you read lifting you, you just yeah you just change the game that's what i say oh, you yeah. change the game up you change the plan up you keep attacking you keep Come attacking. Back smarter. Like again me seeing you in here squatting with it mm-hmm. like you have a way better mentality than i did i was definitely a little bummed when it happened you know because yeah. i've been pretty blessed and lucky to not have any major injuries i mean people still this day ask me how the fuck i prefer to squat raw playing years of football i'm like well because my knees are fine i don't know nothing ever happened to them. Right. it's just way it is you know but you know tearing the bicep for some reason you know, definitely got into me mentally like i wasn't attacking it like you are you know i kind of yeah. 
I kind of turned into uh, just coaching, you know, and yeah. going about trying to run it the gym. It kind of comes back to like saying, like to me and Ryan's like our background stuff. Like it's like I need this stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that when I when I this is like my program. You know, people talk about like. Or your higher power. To, this is my program. Yeah. This this keeps me. Yeah. Like, it is something I like about you. Dude. Like this keeps me sane. You know what I mean? And like that week, that first week where I couldn't do nothing, that drove me crazy. Yeah, dude, I was I'm sure. Pissed. I was pissed. Yeah, I didn't See, like anybody. And once you know? I got the surgery, and you know, after about three weeks, you know, once the stitches and stuff right, or right. whatever dissolved, I don't know, it was like two weeks. So then I kind of got that drive back. Like, okay, now things seem possible again, you know? Right. And I see that now, like when, after I have the surgery, whatever the downtime is, like, that's cool. I know the end goal. Yeah. I'm you kind of know, you know it's I mean? coming. You know? I'm so excited for him. Like, just cut me yeah. open, bro. See, for me, it was like, <laughs> again, insurance was iffy back then. So it was like, I'm going to finish out this season right. doing whatever natural yeah. rehab I can do. <laughs> and then, when I can get the surgery, I get it, and it felt like yeah. I'd already. It almost felt like I already had to go through it twice. Yeah, you know? well, so you know, that's why. And the other thing, you, you got to always find a way to keep winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even yeah. If, and that was one of the conversations that Mike and I had when when he popped his bicep, and I was like, "Yo, man, you know, go get some certifications, buy some books, you know, build your craft. You know, if you can't spend the time in the gym, then you know, you you work on yourself, right? Yeah. Like, and that's. I feel like I have a pretty full schedule, but even. Even if I, when I'm done with my degree program, I rotate that out. Like, it'll be something else. Sure. You know it's always yeah. like, Even with me, man. I always think <laughs> Arky probably, you know, kill me because, you know, the whole idea is to work too. Being able to go home <laughs> at like five or, right, you know, right. have some normal dinner every once in a while instead right. of nine o'clock or whatever, you know. And it's like, okay, the gym has definitely grown a lot. And I have people like Mike in here now who can, you know, take a, uh, a little bit of time off my hands and stuff, like just watching it. And, then I go, but I want to do this, you know, or I want to do this. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. so now, okay, well, we couldn't do that before because we didn't have money. Well, now we have a little bit of money, so let's let's try and move on to this project, you yeah, know. Right. And and so I I feel bad because I don't know that that ever ha- will ever happen to me, you know. Well, it's just like, bro, if you want if you want to be if you want to keep growing, yet keep growing. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, yeah, you just find a way to do and, it. And that I feel is like you said, the it's life like, of somebody who is constantly looking. To do better, whether yeah, it's right. an injury or a business or a, a degree or whatever, like you, your head is just wired a little differently. Yeah, right? well, all, I don't believe that really. there's anything. I don't really believe that there's any such thing as sitting still. You know, I think you're True. either getting better yeah. or getting worse. Yeah. You know, and if you don't put the effort in to to make it the positive change, yeah. I do feel there's that's there is you. a getting to watch football Sunday though. Fuck you yeah. know, like right. I'm just saying, like yeah. that, I, don't speaking, fe- I don't feel like I'm getting better or worse on that day. I feel like I'm getting. My football. Yeah. <laughs> An analogy I'll use with people, whether they're struggling in the, in the gym or in life, I say, like, your life's like, a, uh, for people who can't see, I'm going to use a napkin as the analogy. <laughs> Mike is holding But the napkin is like a The napkin is like a plate. flat on the table. You'll get this. But the napkin is a plate. It's supposed sure. to represent a plate. Okay. Now, you go, say the plate's full of food, and that's the amount of food you can handle, sure. right? He has macaroni and cheese on the napkin. Whatever. <laughs> Eventually, you'll be able to handle more. You'll be yes. able to add more to your plate. Yes, but then sometimes absolutely. things are going to happen, and you're going to have to knock some stuff off your plate and take care of that and that's so why do you have a dog that comes and eats the stuff you knock not like n- life kicks you <laughs> life, life knocks you down and like you know whether it's injury or anything yes and you have to change your focus so it's okay well to handle what i have to handle what i do now still be a success i might have to remove a couple things yep and when i become comfortable with that again i can add some more things yeah the idea is to kind of just keep adding and growing with that play one thing that i will say good analogy right there the background of having lived this way for so long and just now being Right, like I lived selfishly for 20 years. You know, like everything was about me. It was 100% self-will. Mm-hmm. All I cared about was gratifying my own intentions and my own desires. 
And so now I have these two beautiful little girls and this amazing wife. And everything I do, with the exception of powerlifting and even a little bit of the powerlifting, is for them. Right. You know, it's all for them. Yeah. I'm not doing any do of this Do you feel, though, like, uh, like you just said the self selfishness back then? I actually feel like, see, I'm... I'm still pretty selfish now because obviously this that's just how I'm wired. Like I said, I, I'm going to continue to do things to better me or the business yeah, or whatever. It depends how you look at it. Sure. You can be I don't selfish look at- and you can be selfless. Yeah. Sometimes they there tie you together. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes selfless acts look like selfish things to others. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good... Damn. Boom. Knowledge bomb right there. Uh, Next time you're getting yelled at. You're to just have a <laughs> moment of silence on that one. <laughs> you know? There you go. That's that's good, though. Because, yeah, I feel like some people do look at powerlifting mm-hmm. as a selfish, you know, act, which... It is, you know. I mean, it it's be. not like your partner can be right there. And some people do have partners that are in the gym with them, and that's good. You know, I see lots of couples in here that push each other, which is awesome. But for the ones that don't, you know, right? You think about how much we devote to the like. Granted, I only compete like maybe twice, maybe three times a year, depending on if something's going on. But mm-hmm. um, if you look at it, over the twelve weeks before meet. Like the shit that has to do go have into a talk like with our her, lives. Bro? Yeah, no, do you? we do. We do you have, have a talk, the talk. But like the things that turn off in our day. Adam asked for permission. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I legitimately have to too because like it makes such a big impact on it our is, lives. It's crazy, and like, right? Right down to how it handles like at the house and, and affects kids. That like they have to be on board or it's not like it ain't gonna work. Daddy's deload weeks, daddy's peak weeks. Right. Okay, you, know the do difference. You have, <laughs> do you have to explain why it's important to you though? Not for anymore. Me, it was, and it goes back to the old ways. I was, I, you know, just to be, just to the point, I get dope sick within eight to 12 hours. Yeah. Right. So my life was always revolved around a clock. Mm-hmm. And so say I get the last hit in, I got eight hours, 12 hours before shit really hits the fan. Yeah. I gotta hustle chase, up somewhere. I gotta, yeah. I gotta chase, gotcha. gotta chase that shit. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's how I do my, how I, li- I do my lifting. Yeah. Three months on. Three months off. Yeah. Three months on. Three months off. off. Okay. And you take that away from me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get weird. <laughs> you Honestly, know what dude, I, mean? I have yeah. a hard time even taking we a week off. So I'm, always, <laughs> so I'm always working towards. So, so I'm working towards something. That's my the end goal. The platform. Yeah. That's my new high. Yeah. You know. I honestly have a really difficult time even taking a week off after competing. Right. I get my both of my coaches have had to get pretty hardcore on me about it because yeah. I just like I don't like not being here. Sure. You know? And my wife knows me well enough now that I start getting like bitchy, regressive enough. She's like, "Go fucking work out." Yeah, I need you, you know? to leave. <laughs> I need yeah. you to go to the gym. Why aren't you training? Yeah. yeah. It's I get I mean I do it obviously during the middle of the day. I know you guys probably don't see a whole lot of it, but I feel bad to take up racks at night, you know, when you guys are all in here. But yeah, I mean if I'm not if not if you're training, if I don't bro, lift, whatever. Yeah, no, no, I know. I'm just saying, but uh-huh. if you're if I'm not lifting for a few days or like a meet's coming up, you know, in here and I gotta get it ready. Yeah, I understand. I get the same. I think we all use this as a outlet yeah, without absolutely. a doubt, you know. Absolutely. But, absolutely. You know, I think most of us I think most of us I think I think the culture has broadened a little bit to where there's some people who are here because it's social for them, yep. you know, and that's cool too. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that certainly helps the bottom line. Right? I mean, it, it helps the bottom line. It also, believe it or not, it does help the atmosphere. Now, it doesn't help everybody in that atmosphere. No, it helps because, the atmosphere and it helps the sport in general. But totally. those people that come here, maybe their thing in life, their. I'm not going to, you know, I don't know how I guess to say, I don't want to put a negative tone on it, but just whatever it is, maybe the socialness here for them is easier. Yeah, sure. You and know, so if, if, they, if it gets them in a group out there talking, making friends, having people, you know, then man, that makes me feel good. Obviously, you know what, though, the gym does you know that. What, it's, it, it, 
like yeah, whatever. If you're here hanging out, talking for a long time, you also think this might this place could be people's safe zone. Totally, and that's, that's what I was what, trying, that's what trying to get too. to. Right? It's like, and then people say they're having issues at home. I can go to the gym. You know what I mean? I at least hang out there, and at least I'm safe within these walls. Yeah, absolutely. You or know? at least I know while I'm here, I'm I'm doing something positive for yeah, myself. Yeah. You know, or, or the people Instead that were, hurting myself. Or it's like I don't like ever think like, oh, I live across the street from a bar. I live next door to a liquor store. If I wanted to get fucked up, I could go get fucked up easily. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's not an option. So if I'm having a bad time, I either walk across the street to the snow cone stand, or I come over here because I know I'm good. But it's not because I know there's good people here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna find anything good across the street. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. See, my little girl's changed all that for me. I know that there's good in the next room. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why. Like, yeah. I that gives you something. To- yeah, and that's my 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 daughters have never seen me high. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not once. Neither one of them, and they never will. Yeah. But they they also don't know how fucking hardcore daddy was. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. so don't be trying to pull anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I think maybe the one thing that keeps me up nights, like it's truly and genuinely like scares me is, is either of my little girls walking down the path that I did. You know? oh, sure. I would, I would definitely have to think that too. Yeah. Not very- even, even me with the things I've done. I mean, I'm not no perfect person by any means to know that my son could do that too. Obviously, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah. you don't want that. Nobody wants that. You know, that's is why that we probably not- try and, yeah. Is it? It's within reach of everybody if you're looking for it. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? If, if trouble is around any corner, you know what I'm saying? You never know. If, you never know. One bad thing could happen, and least one thing created downward spiral. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to have positive things like this, like the gym. Yeah, yeah. You know? and that's another thing that goes back. Like this, a thing you provide, and you might not realize you're providing that for people. Yeah, you know, safe space. Definitely. Definitely. I think that's uh, I don't know This has been a good one This is like Probably the most In-depth or deepest Conversation cool. Podcast we've had I uh, appreciate you guys Bringing did, me on did, uh, did, I mean Did any bears Follow you in here today? <laughs> <laughs> so Adam reposted My squat on his uh, IG story yeah. And I immediately Got like three People whose IG handles Have the word bear In them Nice like, Yeah <laughs> you know, it's Just like, like fully like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He sends a screenshot Like that's interesting Because the same guy Added me this morning <laughs> Oh nice <laughs> Well, you guys are big and burly, so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But. My wife just found out what bear means this morning. She didn't get it. I was like, see, follow me to the bear? And she was like, what does that mean? I was like, really? <laughs> scroll through his pictures. I was like, they're too big. Bears, you know? <laughs> like, like, I get hit on in this context uh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> Not bad, you big burly bear. I always say it's, I always say it's a compliment, bro. I'm just like, sure. oh, stop. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. You're sweet. Uh, well, thank you, both of you, for sharing yeah. that stuff. Again, Thanks, I guys. hope, uh, you know, when I, I'm going to speak to the general population that listen to us, if you need a spot, the gym is here, you know? Right. Yeah. If uh, you feel like life is hard, it's never that hard or never something that you can't get past. I mean, I have two perfect examples sitting right next to me. I mean. And hey, man, if you got some real shit going on, and I mean. It's not like an open door to come bother people during their workout or whatever. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if you got sure. real shit going on in your life, like, you have some struggles. Yeah. Like, I've buried friends this year. I've lost friends every yeah. fucking year of my Me life too. since yeah. I got clean. And uh, it doesn't matter how angry or preoccupied I look. You know, I will always have a minute for someone in distress. You know what I mean? I think Mike could probably say the Absolutely. same. Yeah. Right? And if it's not us, yeah, there are all- hotlines that you can call. Look up the NA hotline. There are people to talk to. There's always somewhere to go. There's always someone who will listen. Yeah. You know? I agree. <clears throat> Perfect. Wait a 
Thank you for closing out the show. Yeah. yeah you, you got a face for radio. I just want to say that. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, this podcast can go like so many different directions. I was like, we could probably just talk shit about it. Oh, we're going to have to definitely do a part two. I think, we'll okay. do, I think we're going to do part twos with everybody that's yeah, coming cool. on the show. We'll probably yeah. do part twos, threes, fours. I mean, he's going to be around here. Any, like, we can't going out. Yeah, exactly. So. I was waiting to like just diss each other back and forth. No, no, we'll do that in the next one. This was a good one. This was a good uh, learning about uh, learning about Ryan. That's but, a good uh, one. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Monger Mayhem. <laughs>